And welcome to another episode of G220 Radio. This is Ricky Gantz with Mike Miller, and uh, we're here with episode number 467, dealing with our spiritual disciplines uh, series that we've been going through. And tonight we're going to be talking about fasting. Exciting uh, conversation I think we're going to have tonight. And and not a topic I think that um, in my life I've really heard a lot of preaching on uh, this topic. Uh, what about you, Mike? Yeah. Um, here, my class notes. The Dr. Whitney said, talking about fasting, um, it's probably one of the most feared disciplines and the least understood And because there's not really a lot of teachings on it. I think that can describe my experience with fasting prior to taking a class on spiritual disciplines. And so um, I think that makes it even more important when we see in light, and we'll touch on it later, Matthew 6, when Jesus assumes his disciples fast. And so, you know, as we get into this and, and to look at some of the texts and how we should um, understand a little bit of it, I think it's, it is just important that we consider what is fasting and then how to do it biblically and rightly and with sustainment. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, before we get into that, I want to encourage you to go to our YouTube page, subscribe to us on YouTube. That's G220 radio uh, YouTube channel, which if you're watching us live right now, you're already, you're already there. Just hit the subscribe button uh, and uh, stay up to date with everything we've got going on there at G220 Radio. Uh, our shows are live every Tuesday night. Um, but also on that page, whether you subscribe or not, if you're interested in this topic uh, of what we've been going through in this series, I should say, uh, we do have a playlist for spiritual disciplines, and it's got the the show we did on Bible intake, you know, how, how is your Bible reading going, and, and that spiritual discipline there. Then we went on from there to prayer, Uh, We talked about prayer last week, and we've added to that playlist as well a show that Mike and Nathaniel did uh, back in, I I think, wouldn't we say it was in August of last year on praying the Bible, so praying scripture, which kind of goes hand in hand with our prayer episode last week. So I really want to encourage you to go and and check that out um, because I think it will be beneficial to you. I know this series has been beneficial to me. Uh, as you was talking about, there's this fear of this one that we're talking about today, which is why it's so difficult for people to do. A lot of it has to do with, as we mentioned, there's not a lot of teaching on it that you hear. I mean, I'm not saying that there aren't people that haven't taught on it. You just don't come across it as much. I mean, if you looked it up, mm-hmm. you might find something uh, on it for sure, but uh, you don't come across it as often. And so there's this fear. What What is fasting? What does it mean to fast? Could I go a day or two days without eating? There's this fear we kind of built up, especially in America, I think. We've built up this this quick and easy fast food society. You get hungry, you get something to eat. Um, and even when you make something, you have the access to it right there at your fingertips. You know, most of the time in your refrigerator, you've already got ingredients to make something. Um, and so we don't think, I think much about it you know that this idea to fast or we think that's something that was back then it's not so much in practice today 
Um, and, and it's very difficult to do it. I, 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 I can't say if I'm being honest that I have a great, um, discipline of fasting in my life as a Christian. Yeah, I can probably agree with you on that. That is the least practice I think of the disciplines I do. Um, and I, I mean, there's a point at which I have no excuse because I have learned on fasting. Um, but like a lot of other things we've talked about, it's about being intentional with it. And I think that's what, so it's hard. I think for the things you said, food is so easily grasped. And also I think unlike prayer and Bible reading, you feel the effect of not eating. Yeah. You, and I think there is this, a, a fear and maybe even idolatrist, idolatrist um, notion with it. Again, we, we have that, like we, I don't even think Christian would say, well, we know we need to fast, but I really don't do it. And when I do try to do it, it doesn't go very well. And I think it, it connects kind of with it that we don't have a good teaching on fasting we haven't really studied what is the point of fasting or we may have grown up in, you know, a Christendom that only kind of has like certain fasts that you do for a certain amount of period, usually in the end of winter and the beginning of spring. And it happens to correlate with Lent. Mm -hmm. And so you have this, um, you have this, but I think one thing in, to notice and to think about it is that fasting does go against our nature. We, we desire food rightly, not saying eating is wrong. It can be sinful to have the sin of gluttony, but we have that. We have the desire to eat. I think, and that's what makes it even fasting is harder. It's not only a spiritual practice, which is hard enough as we talked about in kind of reading the Bible and memorizing and, and also prayer and all um, in those last two episodes. But now you add this element of self-denial of food and it brings in even a physical element of it. I think that's what makes fasting so difficult and probably not done a lot. If at all. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's so many things that come, can come into to factor, you know, there's, we live in an age where, and thank the Lord, we have so much medical technology today that people can be diagnosed with things that maybe they have uh, some medical issues where it may be difficult for them to not intake certain kinds of food. You know, um, I'm thinking of maybe somebody who has diabetes and they have to take so much sugar intake or they can't go over a certain amount per day. So for them, they may think, how could I fast? Uh, or someone who, you know, has a job that is consistently going exercise wise, like it's just constantly going, 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 you know, you're uh, just thinking of, of certain kind of jobs where you're constantly on the move, you're walking, you're, you're, you're always on the go, somebody in the medical field, you know, a nurse, somebody in the hospital or a construction worker or construction. Or and so how would I be able to go through a, the day 
without fasting or without or with fasting, without eating a sandwich uh-huh. to give me some energy to make it, especially if I'm working 10, 12 hours a day. Some people 15, 16 hours a day. You know, that's a lot, lot of working, but especially over this last uh, holiday season, I know there's, you know, in, in delivery services, people are out there trying to catch up on things. And it, there's a lot of hours being put into um, the workday that somebody would look and say, how could I go eight hours without eating, let alone, you know, or how could I, you know, make, if I can't make it eight hours, how am I going to make it 12 or, you know, 13 hours of work? Yeah. And I think, you know, to address it, obviously everyone in a sense can fast. And we'll talk about kind of some of the different fasts we see in the Bible. But if you do have a medical condition, you're concerned, there's nothing stopping you to talk to your doctor and say, Hey, I want to fast. Um, what can I, can I not do? What would you recommend with my, with my conditions and to be able to do it? I think there's, wisdom in that and figuring out what it is but also when we have an understanding of what type of fasts we can take and we can better plan how we're going to fast and when we're going to do it and then we have that idea because it is you know someone who works a lot needs a lot of calories to to keep working and to sustain in their job which is a good thing and you don't want to sin by neglecting your duty to your employer as you need to consider these things. Um, it's something we should be doing uh, when we, as a spiritual discipline, but at the same time, we need to be wise in how we deploy it and use it properly. So it, it goes for what we gear it towards. And yeah. that is kind of the spiritual purpose we want to be fasting for. Yeah. And that I think can lead us into, you know, or transition us to kind of talking about the different types of fasting. Uh, Because we, I do know um, when I was having some health issues over the last year of different foods that I would take and I couldn't keep down and so many people was, was giving me advice. I, I got advice from so many people and I'm thankful for people that were caring and wanting to give me advice. Sometimes I was like, everybody's a doctor. Everybody's got you know, the, the, this is what you should do and this will be, you know, fixed. But one of the things that I kept seeing come back up was this, uh, uh, idea of intermediate fasting, this like for health wise. And, um, so there is an aspect of this, uh, what we hear the term being used as fasting is a diet or, you know, and not saying diet as like, you're trying to lose the weight, but trying to get your health in order, you know, so you're, you're trying to eat certain things and flush your system out and, and doing this to do that. That's not what we're talking about here. Uh, as Mike just said, nope. we have to be intentional. Uh, and as I, I posted on my Facebook today, because it's from the, the Spiritual Disciplines book, as I was kind of going through this uh, and touching back up on it for today, um, there, there is no benefit. If you're an unbeliever, there is absolutely no benefit to you for the fasting that we're talking about here today. Because it's spiritual. It's a spiritual intentional thing that we have to discipline ourselves to do. And as we already talked about, it's difficult. It's been the hardest thing. The the thing that I lack in spiritual disciplines that we've talked about so far um, a lot, it's very difficult to fast. So um, it's something you have to be intentional about and you have to, 
there has to be a purpose behind it. It can't just be on the whim, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I need to lose some weight. So I'm going to fast for today or tomorrow, you know, take two days or three days of fasting. Um, there, it has to be intentional and it's for a purpose and we'll, we'll kind of get into some of those. So uh, if you want to add anything to that and then maybe we'll go into some of the different fasts. Yeah. So let's just, just to define what we're talking about, as you talked about kind of succinctly, and this is coming from Dr. Whitney. Um, a, a fast is a Christian's voluntary absence of food for a spiritual purpose. Yeah. And, and I think what's important about this as we consider what it is, is that it's voluntary. It's not something you're forced to do. You should be one of the, it should be a, something you do voluntary, like everything else in the Christian life. It's voluntarily you, um, while you're in a sense commanded, you're not told, you know, you need to do it right now at this time. You know, it's not in the military in that way. And it's an absence from food. I think, um, when we look at fastings, as we see it, we don't see biblical characters fasting from entertainment or, from their work or, or something else like that. They fast from food. And so we need to understand a fast fasting from Facebook. Isn't really a fast. Maybe you should get off Facebook and that's another thing we can talk about, but don't call it a fast because right. it's not fast is opposite is an absence from food and it's for a spiritual purpose. You're just not doing it willy-nilly, as you mentioned. You're not doing it for a weight loss. You're not doing the Daniel diet to lose some weight. You're doing the Daniel diet for a purpose because he's fasting. Mm -hmm. He's abstaining himself voluntarily from food for a spiritual purpose. So when we, when we think about fasting, we need to think of it in that way, that it's from food. It's really taking to heart when the Bible says man does not live on bread alone, but on the word of God, it's not one or the other. You need both, but it's stressing that aspect of we live by the word of God. We live with it. That's what fasting pushes us to. And so when we think about that in that way, it helps us to understand, okay, so when I'm fasting, I'm not eating, I'm abstaining from food. And now the next question is, well, how should I do this abstaining? And we see really you have a normal fast, which um, in Matthew 4, 2, uh, we see it and it's just not eating food. You're still drinking water or maybe fruit juice, something like that, but you're just not taking solid food. Um, you have a partial fast, what we see in Daniel, that you're abstaining from a certain food for a time. In Daniel, it's meat. Yours may be something else, but again, it's for the purpose of it. It's a limitation of the diet. And then you also have the absolute fast 
which I think everyone kind of automatically goes to, and that is no food, no water, no drinks, nothing. You're, um, you just don't have anything. I think when we consider that, when we look at the Bible and we have these different fasts, that now gives us the freedom to say, okay, what in my life can I do? What is at this time, what am I able to sustain? And maybe there may be times that you need to go with an absolute no eating. But maybe like if you're a construction worker, maybe you limit some of the food that you eat, but keep some things that you can have that allows you to sustain yourself through your work day and still have that um, that fast and have that um, going through. Or, you know, you fast on a day in which you don't work also. But I think when we, we look at the different kind of types of fasting in that way, I think it help, it does really help us to kind of nail down, okay, this is the type of fast I want to do. And this is why I want to do it. Yeah. And, and hopefully that will be encouraging to you know, to, for you to know that there is some different ways to go about fasting because what can happen, as you said, most people think of the absolute fast. They think of that as, well, if I fast, I have to not eat, not drink for a day or two days or however long you're, you're deciding to fast. And that looks like an impossible task for some people, right? Um, I think that we will see there, there are times in here where there, it's supernatural and the spirit gets people through because uh, I think medically your body can only go without water for three days. Uh, and so how would somebody then go longer than three days without, you know, taking in liquid? Well, I mean, supernaturally God could do that, you know, but that would have to be something you would have to fully know that, that the Lord is doing a work. And we see some examples of that, uh, in the Bible with Moses. And I think it's, um, Elijah. Yeah. I have first uh, Kings here. 9, 8, where it talks about Elijah. He did the same thing when he came to uh, the site of Moses. And so, I mean, you you see that there in the scripture, but also, as you mentioned, the partial fast that we see with, with Daniel. We see the, the normal fast where you can not abstain from eating food, but still drinking the liquid. So there's different ways in which you can go about a fast. And as Mike was saying even earlier, if you have medical conditions, you could talk to your doctor and see which ways you can go about doing it to where you can still do this and be intentional about fasting without putting yourself in harm's way medically uh, if you have a condition. Yeah, I think in with a partial flat, fast, that is what allows us, kind of allows all Christians, majority of Christians, to do a fast to sit down and to be again, intentional. And this is going to become important as we kind of um, later on talk about how to fast, how to get through a fast. Um, Knowing what you're going to do helps with temptation. Hmm. If you're just kind of like, Oh, I'm just going to fast. And this is what I'm going to do. When you get hungry, you're gone. I mean, that's, that's it. I mean, even you can be intentional and get hungry and still be gone, but it's even, even more so when we consider, so understanding like, you know, maybe, you know, I'm working on airplanes 
it's going to be a really rough day and I'm going to need all the energy I can get can do, you know, something simple like eat bread or have rice, something that gives you that, that endurance to go through. And I think when we, um, so then when we look at that and think through that, I mean, just the freedom is there. So if you want to, I think it also discourages us just like, well, I'm just going to like fast chocolate for Lent. You know, that's a thing people do. Um, I think this is um, more intentional than even that. Like it it sounds good. I'm not going to eat chocolate for the next 47 days until Easter. And, you know, maybe, and not saying not eating chocolate is a bad thing too, but what, what's the purpose of that? Why are you just like, well, why chocolate? Why isn't it not eggs, red meat? Well, I guess if you're Catholic, it is red meat, but you know, you have all that. And I think when we understand like there is this abstinence, but it's for, again, the spiritual purpose. And you see some of the purposes like Matthew six has the private, you have congregational fasts and Joel two fifteen sixteen, national fast. Some, sometimes you just occasionally need to fast. And, you know, so when you consider Lent, well, why are you fasting? Why is it 40 days? And then what is that to accomplish? What mm-hmm. is the spiritual element that denying chocolate to yourself is going to produce. Again, that's when this is now where kind of the rubber starts hitting the road, especially with Lent, not saying that someone can't fast during Lent and have a spiritual purpose, but we need to know why we're fasting. Has our pastor called the church to come together to fast because of maybe missionaries we support are having issues and they need prayer now. And we, we want to fast to devote for a spiritual purpose so that to show our earnestness to God about the prayer requests we have. Yeah. And, and that's, this is key above everything that we're trying to, help you to realize this is a spiritual discipline and even myself because like I said this is an area where I struggle right but it has to be intentional and there has to be purpose behind it well you uh-huh. mentioned Lent um, and, and if somebody is coming and and as we said already if you're not a believer you're, you're not a believer in Christ a true, true genuine follower of the Lord and you, maybe you're religious maybe you attend a Catholic church or a church that practices Lent and you give something up for that period of time as Mike's saying there, what is the purpose behind it? Is is it growing you closer in your walk to the Lord? Is it achieving some spiritual um, uh, spiritual uh, uh, can't spit the word out here? But like, is it to an ends of something? Are you trying to accomplish something in your walk, or that you're praying for? Uh, and we'll we'll get into some of these as well. But like, if if it's not for that purpose, it's really it's meaningless. You're, you're giving up mm-hmm. chocolate for no reason, no spiritual benefit to yourself or to others whatsoever. Yeah. It becomes a, a health issue. And I think that's, again, while fasting for health isn't bad, 
it's what do we see them do in the Bible? I mean, like consider Daniel. He said he wouldn't Daniel um, one eight Daniel, but Daniel resolved that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with the wine that he drank. Therefore, he asked the chief of the eunuchs to allow him not to defile himself. So why doesn't um, Daniel eat the king's meat as we'll later know? Well, he doesn't want to defile himself, right? Because it's meat sacrificed to idol, and while we try to point this up like you know vegetable diet thing um as nathaniel has noted i don't remember if it's on the show or not they became stronger because of it mm-hmm. god blessed them because of it and so we need to have that that purpose and you know as you said we're not trying to manipulate god into some blessing but God has ordained fasting for ends that he has declared. This goes along with our um, discussion last week with prayer, that when we pray, there's a sense in which we're not changing God's mind, though in our experience, that's when he answers our prayer. And the same thing is with fasting. And that when we we come to God and fasting, which is connected with prayer, that there's this deep push of spirituality that to show your earnestness of what you're going to be praying for. Yeah. And I think what you just said there is very, very important because in the context of what we were talking about with Nathaniel, and I think it was after our program last last uh, week was that there are some people who would say, see, Daniel got stronger eating these vegetables. That's a cause or a case for us to abstain from meat altogether and eat vegetables will become stronger. But as you just pointed out, that the importance that we understand there and in understanding that context, they did not want to defile themselves before the Lord. They didn't want to dishonor God by eating this king's meat that was offered to idols they didn't want to go against the, the one true and living God. So they asked, hey, can we abstain from this and we'll just eat this diet? And they fasted and they prayed to the Lord and he blessed them with the strength, as you said. Right? We're, we're not putting the, the strength that they was received in the food. It was God then blessing them for not defiling themselves before God. And, and so... We have to understand that, again, there's a purpose behind our fasting. Um, You know, we talked about some of these different kind of fasts. You said a private fast, which is probably one of the more common ones that most people would do uh, because Mm -hmm. it's it's private. You know, you're not supposed to try to uh, show it before before men that you're fasting. Although there are times, as you've already mentioned, congregational wise, uh, maybe a church comes together and does that. an occasional fast. We see different occasional fasts that happen. We see it with, uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, we see it with Esther, you know, and we see it with Jehoshaphat as well, where there's this occasional fast where they come together and say, hey, let's let's for this many days not eat before. Esther, in her circumstance, don't eat. Tell the Jews not to eat. We are not going to eat and drink anything. And then we're going to I'm going to go before the king. Right, so there was a purpose behind it. Fast, because uh-huh. what I'm doing, going before the king, that's illegal. 
I could lose my head. I could be, you know, put to death for this. So we're going to yep. fast for this purpose of going before the king to save the Jews, to save her people. And so, go ahead. No, yeah, I was just saying, yeah, and that's, you know, to look at it. And even when we look at, you know, Matthew 6, um, and kind of we should probably spend some time because it's kind of the New Testament fasting passage. Um, you know, there's that, that they're doing it. And I think, you know, when you think of Esther and just not only the petitioning of God for safety, you know, they're not in sin in any way. They're not trying to not be defiled. Again, we see another reason that maybe you fast because you're being persecuted, you know, and you, you're playing for safety. You're, you're reading the Psalms, the peccatory Psalms, and those are your prayers during this time. I think all of these kind of different ideas, and I have a list of them mm -hmm. of different purposes that we can pray for and that are honoring to God and even not necessarily just pray that you fast to do something that is beneficial and spiritual. Dr. Whitney gave an example in class that when he was a pastor, he would fast every Wednesday, his Wednesday supper in order to just allow him to have the opportunity to meet with people in his congregations that couldn't meet with them during the day because of work obligations or other things. And so he set this time aside and fasted through it so he could be a help for other people. So they could do, they can come and get the spiritual help they needed from him. So it's not just, you know, simply a complete devotion. There's also fasting to serve people, mm -hmm. to be able to better to allow it and to and to do God's work in the way it is. I know you mentioned maybe more unintentional, but you're evangelizing and you're just in the Lord. And you're just you're doing what you know, you're talking to people and you don't even realize seven, eight hours have passed and you've had very little to eat. And you know, so I think that while it's not like I guess a fast, although you can make it a fast um, and in a sense, but I think there's, you know, we already see that when we get, we start doing spiritual things, a fast is just more of a formal devotion of it. Yeah. And as you were saying there with, with Matthew chapter six, the, the, it's it's that God already assumes that it's going to be intentional in the life of believers you know, because uh -huh. the, the the Pharisees are upset with the Christ and his disciples because why are they not fasting and keeping to, you know, the, the traditions that the Pharisees have, you know, made custom now, made tradition uh, to fast uh -huh. twice a week. And uh, the, the, the disciples aren't doing this. And he says, while the bridegroom's with him, with them, you know, there's no need for them to fast. But but soon I'll be gone, basically. 
and then they will fast. So there's this intentionality that it's going to happen. It's assumed that as Christians, we are going to fast. Uh, it says it here in Matthew uh, chapter six, it says, and when you fast and, but when you fast, there's this assumption that you're going to do this, right? Huh. We see the same things with when it talks about when you give, Christ says, so when you give or but when you give and when it comes to praying, but when you pray or when you pray uh, and when you pray, this is all phrases of being said in Matthew chapter six, dealing with prayer and dealing with giving. It's the same thing as applied with with fasting. These are all assumed that you're going to do this as Christians. So now yep. it's just balancing and being intentional about doing these things in our walk and having setting these things up as a as a spiritual discipline so that we are um, growing in our walk with the Lord, being more disciplined in our walk, uh, <clears throat> and and uh, seeking to be intentional in fasting for a purpose. Yeah. And what's also important to notice here in, in Matthew 6 is not only he assumes, he tells us what to expect, what we should be doing. Now, the hypocrites, which when Matthew usually mentions hypocrites, not all the time, most of the time, he's referring to their Pharisees. So it might be a good assumption that he has the Pharisees in mind. And what are they doing? They're disfiguring their faces so that their fasting can be seen with others. Now, we've seen this this is the third time you kind of have this idea of people doing things for the attractions of other and so i think so as we kind of move practical when we fast there's i'm going to say this kind of as best i can when we fast people should not see in our appearance that we're fasting we in a way shouldn't be proclaiming to people we are fasting. Like I'm not coming into work. It was like, Hey everyone, just want you to know I'm fasting today. So don't bug me. Don't, don't ask me about for food or something like that. That's what is the, the negative. This isn't saying that you can't tell people you're fasting. Um, a good example would be if you're at work and some of your coworkers say, Hey, we're going to grab some lunch. Do you want to come with us? Don't lie to them. It's like, oh, no, I'm not hungry because you probably are. But you can say it's like, you know, thanks for the opportunity. Um, I'm fasting today. But next time you guys go, um, yeah, I'll be with you. I'll go with you guys. Something like that. Like it's not saying don't tell people. You can't tell people you're fasting. Don't be one who tries to show it to others. And I think that's important that – don't look like you're fasting. Don't make that proclamation you're fasting. So be one that looks like is normal, that you are eating. You're not making a big deal. Like even on your lunch break, you may go and read your Bible and use that time for more devoted study, but you're not in a way making it unusual. People are not, they may notice but you're not making it where it is noticeable. And again, that's what we need to understand kind of with this um, command, because those who publish publicly to show their fasting, well, they receive rewards when the people praise them, but God praise God gives, will give blessings to those who do it in a proper way. But we also notice that, it doesn't tell us how often we should fast here, 
nor does it tell us how long our fasts have to be. Again, there's freedom. We're seeing the outward appearance is dictated. We know that it's purpose, so the in, the internal aspect of it. But how you are to fast, outside of it being food, is kind of, there is freedom there. Yeah. And and as you said, you know, um, and we've been trying to stress this throughout the program to be intentional about it, and there's purpose behind it. It's not just frivolous. Um, but the the one thing, too, we, we have to acknowledge and put it out there, and we've, we've touched on this already, but the, that this is not some, as some people in other denominations may try to put a big emphasis on this as if this is somehow makes you holier uh, in your walk with the Lord. Somehow um, by doing this, you're going to get God to give you what uh, you are desiring. Um, and I think we we have to be, as Christians, upfront and honest that when we are seeking God in prayer, we do desire that these prayers be answered. We do desire, if we're fasting for a purpose, that that purpose would be granted that we're seeking to, you know, uh, come to the Lord in prayer and fasting for. Um, but it's not this, as I posted, which was a quote from the book, that it's not this, you know, we're just a hunger strike to, to get what we want from God. It's not just this checklist that we're doing to say, okay, I fasted for two hours a day or I fasted on Wednesday or I fasted on, you know, uh, Lent you know, whatever it may be, it, it, it's not a checklist. It's not something that we want to get legalistic about. It's not something that we want to take frivolously. Um, again, we need to be intentional and we need to have purpose behind it. And some of the purposes that were given in the book that we're kind of going through on this um, journey here with this series um, from uh, Dr. Whitney, Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life, uh, one of the, the the purposes that he gives is to strengthen your prayer life. It's to strengthen prayer. Another one is to seek God's guidance. To seek his guidance. You know, how often are we making decisions in our daily life that we haven't gone to God in prayer for? Maybe it's a really big decision. And so we're, we're seeking that guidance. So not only are you praying before God, but you're fasting. You know, you're taking time to fast over this big decision that you're seeking some guidance in. Those are two of them there. There's more. Yeah. We mentioned, I like I mentioned, per, um, protection. Um, sin. If you are just having a struggle with sin, Try fasting. And what makes fasting kind of help us be more intentional and the very practical here. If you want practicality, here it is. When you're hungry while you're fasting, pray for what your, your purpose, what you want. Is it for God to kill a sin in your life? Is it for a missionary that, is maybe it's a big day for they're doing, or maybe the church has set aside a day for you guys to past um, for you to fast for whatever that reason may be. How fasting helps us in our prayer life is that when we hungry, when we're hungry, 
it reminds us to pray. That's what fasting does. That's why it's fasting is often connected connected with prayer. Because when you're hungry, you now need support of God. So there's there's a reminder to pray because you don't live on bread alone, but on the word of God. But it also reminds you to pray for what you're praying for, to take the time to do it. And that's what will sustain you through the fast. In the class, we had to do two fasts. We had not eat two meals. So we had to do it before he taught on fasting, and then we had to do it after he taught on fasting. And the second time we did it, and, and having just this knowledge, when I'm hungry, pray. I didn't even, like, it became dinner time. And while I was hungry, it wasn't a trying experience. Like, it wasn't an awful experience. And that's the second time I fasted, um, kind of with it. And I think that's, that's the encouragement that when we pray, when we're hungry, God sustains us. We can go and it makes it easier because now my mind isn't thinking about my hunger pains and what I want to eat. Cause I mean, I don't know if everyone's like me, but I eat breakfast and I'm thinking, what am I going to have for lunch? Like, that's just how I work. But when I understand that, okay, I'm fasting, the signs of me being hungry, which I am now, reminds me to pray. And that was, I'm hungry now, actually. It wasn't a joke. Um, And so I think that's what, again, that's what sustains. It's interesting that even in Matthew, it's almsgiving, prayer, and fasting, and this increase in spirituality. But they're all kind of connected. Um, kind of in, in fasting. And I, I mean, let, hopefully my testimony is, is somewhat encouragement. Like you can do this. This is it. It's hard. Yes. But when you're intentional and you use your hunger pains to fuel your prayers, God will sustain you. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Some of the other reasons that, uh, you know, you can, uh, that are given as a purposes for uh, fasting is to express grief. You know, you, you think of David when he's fasting uh, for his li- the life of his son. Um, he's fasting during that time. And, you know, the, just this grief of the possibility of losing his child. Uh, we see other examples of that in Scripture. You know, they're fasting over grief. And that's, that's another purpose behind it. Um, it kind of goes together with uh, praying for, you, you mentioned, you know, maybe a missionary, a church does comes together congregationally and says, hey, we got a missionary here. It's going to go on a maybe a mission, uh, maybe going into an area that's uh, dangerous. And so as a congregation, they're coming together to, to pray for them. So to express concerns for the work of God, um, that's a, a, the purpose of, of, of fasting, another purpose for fasting. Um for humility before God, you know, to, to be humble in our own inner um, walkings and dealings. Like, uh, because how, 
it's very easy to become prideful in our walk with the Lord and and not even recognize areas in our our life that need to grow. So coming before the Lord in honesty and with humility, not that we're hiding anything from him or that we can hide anything from him, but ourselves being honest with the Lord and, and, and in humility coming before him and saying, Lord, I know I need to grow in these areas. And you're fasting, seeking, like da- like Daniel and them were seeking to uh, be be stronger physically before the king uh, by by fasting. You're asking the Lord to strengthen you spiritually during the 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 fast that you're having for intentional uh, the purpose of basically seeking to grow spiritually in your walk with with the Lord uh, to express love and worship of God in your fasting. There's purpose there. Uh, that's given as another one, and it's you I already mentioned overcoming temptations, you know, because that that's going to come. You're hungry. It's I don't know how many times I, I myself as well has been at work, and I'm hungry, and and I wasn't fasting, but I thought you know I'll go another I'll go a couple more relays or a couple more you know uh, hours before I eat, but it's the temptation is like nah, just just take a break now, you know, eat that now because it's right there. You you want to grab it. Um, so temptations can even increase, but you're trusting and relying upon God to sustain you in it. Uh, and so, yeah. Yeah, I think it's, you know, that's important. As we kind of think about all of this and kind of just develop a game plan in the fasting, you know, and a lot of these purposes you can have together. Like it's not, you know, I want to, you know, fast just to, to praise God for what he is but also to help me to be more humble, to think about the things. Um, but again, it's about setting like prayer and like Bible study. It's setting the time. This is what I'm going to do that. I'm going to do, uh, I'm just going to do a normal fast and drink, you know, have clear liquids and, I'm going to use like my lunch break, the time I'm normally eating. I'm going to set that aside for Bible reading and prayer or some other spiritual development. Again, it's for a spiritual purpose or even, you know, I'm going to fast through my lunch, you know, to maybe do some evangelism um, nearby, something quick, just get out there for a bit, you know, in that kind of way. Um, And then to remember to pray for it, to pray, you know, let's use, you'd say, we're just going to take my lunch break. I have an hour. I'm going to go to campus real quick, pass out some tracks, you know, before that time you're fasting, you can bring praying for your trip out there. When you get back, now you have prayers on the, how about God's word and its effectiveness in, in the people's heart who heard it when we, we think and, and bring ourselves to think about how am I going to do this? We can see the opportunities to do it. And it, it doesn't make it burdensome. And as, as we've talked about this, I took a class on spiritual disciplines. One would think that would probably be very burdensome when you get this book and you have all these things that are, are, disciplines and yet 
for some mysterical reason and because of God's goodness, when we, when we understand this, we see God's goodness and it's not burdensome. When we understand what fasting is, we, we devote the time to do it. We have the game plan. And then we got the strength of the Lord with us. And, you know, so there is a very, you know, real spiritual progress that can be made. Especially when you're dealing with that sin that just hangs on you, just taking the day. And it's like, you know what? That's going to be my prayer. God, take this sin away from me. Um, you can just watch God work um, because he enjoys those prayers. He enjoys conforming his children into the likeness of his son. These are things he enjoys. And so when we, we think about what God enjoys and we apply that to, to our act of fasting, I mean, God, it, in kind of a real sense, as Moses says, it's Moses says, show me your glory. Yeah. And, you know, that's not a wrong prayer, as weird it may sound. But that we can sit back and like, Lord, just show me your glory as I devote myself wholly into your hands. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff there, brother. Um, hopefully this has been... Uh, an encouraging program for you to know that uh, this is a this is a spiritual discipline that many people struggle with. Uh, we've expressed our own struggles with this this discipline here uh, tonight on the program, but we would love to hear from you. You can email us at g220radio at gmail dot com. Again, it's g220radio at gmail dot com. You can email us, and we would love to hear any thoughts or comments you might have on the topic of fasting, uh, maybe even any any things that have been beneficial to you in your fasting or how you've seen God work when you've devoted the time and was intentional about coming before the Lord in prayer and fasting and uh, you've seen God move in ways that um, you would love to share with us. We would love to hear, hear from you and, and hear of those things. Now, next week, we're going to be continuing this series. We're going to be ending this series next week with spiritual disciplines. Uh, Mike, what what are we going to be talking about next week in, in the, the the culmination of this spiritual discipline series that we've uh, done here this month? Yeah, so the last episode we're going to talk about is silence and solitude and kind of journaling. Um, this is a another thing that kind of Dr. Whitney stressed in our class and just having again, dedicated time away from everyone to spend time with the Lord and even just small moments, not just, you know, this, I'm going to spend two hours reading my Bible, but just, developing and cultivating a discipline of of silence and solitude to think or pray about the Lord. And then also the benefits of kind of journaling 
And those kind of go together um, when we consider even um, all of it, where you can journal about what God is teaching you, what you're praying for, why you're fasting, and how's God working through that, and and doing it in a way that's with it. It's kind of a maybe a little bit bigger than what we have, but just kind of other disciplines that, again, kind of help and strengthen kind of what we've already done. And also, like with journaling, leave a legacy even for your children to see how God has worked even in your own life through your disciplines. Yeah, so tune in again with us next week for that uh, final episode here dealing with spiritual disciplines. Uh, Then we'll be going into the month of February. And uh, we've got some programs lined up for you then as well. If you'd like to hear us talk about a topic here on G220 Radio, you can go to our email there and send us a, a idea. Or you can hit us up on Facebook uh, and Twitter as well <clears throat> and just send us an idea that you would like to hear us talk about. Uh, and uh, we may just possibly you know, discuss it here on the program. Uh, many ideas we have that float around our heads, lots of lots of uh, topics to discuss, and so um, we're always we're always enjoying and looking forward to uh, coming up with new show ideas. We still have a Proverbs series that we're going through. We still have a 1689 series that we're going through, uh, and uh, hopefully we'll be able this year to put together some more series similar to this one on spiritual disciplines where we we take a month or we take a certain amount of of shows and do a series uh we'd like to do that uh throughout this year and so uh and then put them together in some nice playlists for you to go back and find them there uh, on uh on g220 radio and who knows i mean we can even come back later and do another series on spiritual disciplines and cover ones we didn't even talk about or have or don't plan on touching in this series here and then add them to that list as well. Yeah. It's an exciting year. We're joking. I guess the first show to make 2020, like have your best life on earth now, you know, with this series, it's kind of what it is. We're going to take it. We're going to claim it. Use that intentionally. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Because God wants to see us grow. Just think if you end this year more holy than you were now, like that's a plus. And you've had, you could arguably say that it was your best life on this earth. Yeah. Well, the one thing we, we have to keep in mind when dealing with spiritual disciplines here, when speaking about fasting and prayer and Bible reading and so many of the others that are spiritual disciplines is it needs to be selfless. It needs to be purpose. It needs to be intentional. Uh, It needs to be God focused. This is about glorifying the Lord. This is about growing in our walk with him to what to, to worship him, to praise him. And uh, if we take the focus off ourselves, as you said, 2021, 2020, regardless of what year it is, regardless of what's going on around you during that year, the focus is on God. It's not on our circumstances. And and I, I can I can say with great confidence, because the Bible tells us that these are things that God expects us to do. And even when I fail in those, 
these these areas or these spiritual disciplines. I can tell you with great confidence that when you are disciplined in your Bible reading, in prayer, in fasting, in the worship of God, and and these other uh, um, spiritual disciplines that we haven't even mentioned yet, when you're when you're intentional about these things and you're disciplined in, in doing these things, you will be more focused upon the Lord and less focused upon yourself and your situations around you. Yep. And then if you fall in temptation and eat during your fast, you can still find forgiveness in the Lord and try it again. Cause it's again, it's about the Lord. He's given us tools Spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So take great comfort. Even though we talk about these things, God has ordained these means for us to grow, to be conformed into the image and likeness of his son. And so join us next week as we kind of finish out with science of solitude and journaling. And everyone have a good week. God bless.